Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation, and yes, around the world. Welcome, welcome back, and welcome in 2021. Are we bubble free? I believe we are. Well, we're, technically, yes and no. Yeah, well, in theory, we're bubble free. Hey, we're bubble free here in this studio. We're not scared of no COVID. We're going to bring you the very best in NBA courtside heat podcasting. And yes, as you could tell, we have been on a bit of a holiday hiatus. That'll happen. Uh, and, and as you're hearing this now, uh, the, the, uh, the, the season has kicked off. But before we jump into anything, allow me to introduce the master of ceremonies, the man who looks like Hulk Hogan. The man that Adrian Wojnarowski only wishes that he could be, let me present to you, Josh. Josh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Let me be the last person to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Hope you all your holidays great. Yeah, we hope everybody's holidays were great out there and everybody got everything they needed. But more importantly, they had some great family time, some great downtime energized and ready to rock and roll for 2021. It's hard to believe that the NBA season is on us, obviously, with everything that changed last year. Uh, the downtime, barely any downtime for the NBA. It felt like from when uh, Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers won the title to the draft, to free agency, to the start was like in like a day. So uh, pretty crazy as things go around. So we're going to be jumping into a few topics here, right? We're going to be jumping in a little bit of breaking news. We want to talk about a little free agency. We're going to do it a little bit differently, right? Because because everything was so condensed, we want to uh, give you some free agency highlights, some things that maybe quite honestly at this point you have forgotten about. But before all that, Josh, tell the fine people where they can find us. Okay, perfect. So you can find us across social media like more. You can find us at YouTube. Uh, YouTube um, you can search at YouTube.com slash Heat. Instagram. Instagram has become more popular for our younger fans. You can find us at Instagram.com slash Heat NBA. Twitter.com slash Heat. Facebook.com Heat. And really, we've been taking Storm at Parlor. We're one of the best. Our hashtag's been blowing up, and you can find us on parlor.com slash courtside heat. Yeah, spot on. So everything social media-wise, in fact, we're also on Medium. Where, where, where can they find you on Medium? You can find us on Medium by going to medium.com slash courtside heat or just, um, for just searching for us in the search bar. Yeah, and then not only that, uh, also on Tumblr, uh, you just do a search for courtside heat. <clears throat> But the reality of it is, is this. If you search Quartzite Heat on any social media platform, you'll find us. The only one that's a little quirky is Instagram, and Josh said it. It's Quartzite Heat NBA. So Instagram.com, Quartzite Heat NBA. And listen, if you are giving up social media this year, that is beautiful. I'm all for it. You can still get all the amazing basketball coverage you expect at Quartzite Heat com so courtsideheat.com and that's where you're going to find all the in-depth stories 
all the breaking news, everything that you would find in both long form and short form. We got such great long form articles on there on specific teams, on specific players, dynasties. We got the best in video on there. So really, really cool stuff, which is awesome. Also, on courtside heat, what will you find? Well, you're going to find the best in product. Tell them about it. Oh, man, we've been blowing up with products lately. As much as things have been going out, we're going to be getting tons of inventory. You can find really cool action figures like star linebacker figures. You can find top cards, Fleer cards. Um, you can find NBA Hoops cards, all these different ones, even like optic cards, different things like that. And you can find all your best players. You can find Omelo Ball cards. You can find Patrick Ewing's action figures. And just different cool stuff. Yeah, so courtsideheat.com forward slash store. Look, everything sports related is there. Books, DVDs, old school stuff, starting lineup figures. We just we just sold a set of starting lineup guys, vintage uh, starting lineup guys. Who was that again? That would have been Nick Van Axel and... Eddie Jones. Eddie, Eddie Jones. Jones. So a little old school uh, Los Angeles Laker. Right, Eddie Jones, Temple fame. Really, I, I loved Eddie Jones. One of my, one of my favorite players uh, from back in the day. So pretty awesome stuff. We got everything though, man. You love Patrick Ewing, we got him. Larry Bird, we got him. Larry Johnson, Grandma Ma, we got him. Keith Van Horn, Jason Kidd, of course, Michael Jordan, Scotty. Well, actually, Scotty Pippen is not on there. My apologies. That is for personal collection only. But we got a lot of really sick stuff. Right now, featuring draft class basketball cards. I'm not going to give it away, but we got draft class basketball cards for you guys that are back on the card train. You know to buy cards now before they hit it. Because I promise you, if anybody in that top five hits it, you're going to pay four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe even nine times what we're selling those draft class cards for now you can do that all on the website courtsideheat.com slash store we're also on macari at courtsideheatstore.com right yeah yeah or is it courtsideheat.store um, i believe it's dot store let me see i'm gonna go to the google machine let's go to the google machine courtside well yeah going back to your original point like blowing up cards you want to take advantage of that now because most notably luka Doncic, he's going for hundreds Alexander, he's going for five, six, seven times the price that we were selling his cards for. See, how you want to get on that. You want to get on that train, make those great investments. There it is. Courtsideheat.store. Courtsideheat.store right now. In fact, we got some, you know, I'll tell you the one thing that's on there that's sick is the new era throwback Denver Nuggets hat, bomb. Damian Lillard, bomb. Space Jam VHS style with Bugs Bunny, Michael Jordan. Unbelievable stuff. Um, so rookie cards, prism cards. We literally, I don't know how many pages. We got the Clay Thompson set. Look, you want to be on the right side of Clay Thompson because when he comes back and the Golden State Warriors do some stuff, we got we got books for basketball coaches. We got D-Book stuff from the Phoenix Suns. If you're not a Phoenix Suns fan, we don't want to talk to you anyway. No, I'm just kidding. But we got it all. So courtsideheat.store if you want to check us out on Macari. 
courtsideheat.com slash store if you want to buy it directly from the website. And the, I'll tell you what, the advantage on the website is this. Uh, it's a lot of discounts, right? A lot of discounts. Like, once you get on there, we have this huge coupon blowout. We can, we can go even go on Retail Me Not to search us. We have so many great coupons that will save you more than 30%. These are huge money tickets that will give you huge discounts. And so many people have been saving and taking advantage. Yeah, right on, man. So, courtsideheat.com. Also, one last thing on the website on Courtside Heat. Right there, as soon as you get to the page, yeah, you're going to have some discounts, some coupons. But the biggest thing that people are taking advantage of right now is getting a part of the newsletter. And the newsletter is so sick because now you can be ahead of the news. You might be getting information you won't see on social media, that you won't see on the website, that you won't see on YouTube, or whatever the case may be. Sign up for that newsletter. It's absolutely free. Be ahead of the curve. Impress your friends on your basketball knowledge. Courtsideheat.com. There we go. Let's jump into it. Breaking news. What do you got for us is number one. Oh, wow. Okay. So, number one for breaking news. This was surprising when it came out, but John Moran, who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, will be out three to five weeks with a great... Uh, with grade two ankle sprain. Yeah, guys, this is something to keep uh, keep a track on, especially for you NBA fantasy guys, uh, and then just obviously your teams and whatnot. This early on, a weird season, staggered season, staggering to get started last year, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, injuries, injuries to look at. So how had this happen to Moran? Three to five weeks. That's a big portion of the of this season. Yeah. So what happened was is when he was attempting to block a shot against forward. I'm going to botch the name, Lala, uh, Lala Kavaha, however you say his name, and he landed awkwardly on the guy's foot. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I don't know why that doesn't happen more, to be totally honest with you. You could tape your ankles until the cows come home legitimately, but the moment you tramp on another dude's foot, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely unbelievable. Look, John Morant is a straw that, uh, that stirs the drink. Are you getting breaking news right now? I see your phone's yeah. lighting up. Okay, it's breaking news, breaking right, news now. right now. Go ahead. Breaking news right now. Frank Vogel of the Los Angeles Lakers has just announced that KCP will be out of an ankle injury and he'll be day-to-day going forward. So that means Cal Kuzma will be taking his place from now on. Day-to-day, but aren't we all? A little shout-out to Dan Patrick from back in the day. Yeah, look, again, uh, this is you're going to see a theme in, in all of this breaking news. So let's jump into it. Number two, <coughs> breaking news, what you got? Okay, we have Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's going to be out three to four weeks with a calf injury. Yeah, yeah, it was sad because he originally suffered this injury during the preseason, but then re-aggravated it um, this past Sunday, I believe, against the Hawks. It's crazy. I mean, here's Kevin Love. You know, he endured last season. I mean, Kevin Love's a pro's pro. I mean, he coming out of the UCLA – Minnesota Timberwolves, this guy was a double-double, really a 20-20 machine, right? Uh, they make the trade, Wiggins, Love, right? And, you know, won a title there, always good. But, man, he's a part of this rebuilding process. I know they gave him a fat contract to stay, but you, you see this pro's pro. I mean, is he going to stay the entire year in Cleveland? We'll see. We don't. He's never really come out and said he wanted to go anywhere. And gosh knows he does so much for the city of Cleveland. I think it was last year. I think he bellied up. 
um, and, and paid uh, the arena workers for a good period of time, set up a fun. Kevin Love, you know, just a good dude, man. I mean, the, the guys that you root for in the NBA, plus the guy's a beast. And and if some of these uh, some of these kids can develop, huge things. So Kevin Love, three to four weeks, re-aggravated that calf. What do we got for number three? This is your boy. I hate him so much, but what's with ankle injuries? This has been a trend the past week. It's been seen like as Hawks own. Gallinari has sprained his right ankle and will be reviewed in the next two weeks. This was a big signing for the Hawks. I mean, the reality of it is, and they're doing all they can to try to entice Trey Young to stay. Uh, so Gallinari was going to play a pretty big role this year. Look, the reality of it is, you know, two weeks, not a long time. He's a veteran. He knows how to stay in game shape while, you know, while he's on the shelf. I mean, think about it. I know, I know we don't have it listed, but gosh, I mean, how snake bitten uh, the Charlotte Hornets and specifically Gordon Hayward, man. I mean, ever since he left Utah, right, had that devastating injury, game one, one minute into the Celtics. He's never been the same since. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, yeah, I don't think he's missed any time so far this year. But right before the start of the season, when he, bu he busted a finger, right? Right. I think he fractured um, one of his fingers. And the man's always been injury prone. Like you were saying after Utah, one bad injury has led to another. It's just been this down spiraling effect for him. It's the Boston curse for sure. So, listen, we alluded to it in the opening. Yeah, we're not in a bubble. Uh, but there is a portion of the NBA that is in the bubble. Number four, lay it on them. Reunions are happening, and that means the G League will be hosted will be hosted at Disney World. So there is a return to the NBA bubble. Now I will have to mention this season will be short, and it will be played by twelve to fifteen games, and there will be teams that are not going to be in or opting out. But still, they're going to try to repeat the success, try to just keep up the success, and just have have Walt Disney host them. Yeah, I mean, the G League is so important. Um, I, I know for, for a long time now, people have been trying to find that spot for guys that would be normally one and done uh, in college hoops. Could the G League be it? I know we had the kid that bypassed on Syracuse, went into the G League, and it's just it's not there yet. You know what I mean? It's just not there. We've had a couple guys go overseas, uh, play in Israel, play in Europe, play in different places like that, but... The reality of it is the G League is is, is super important because um, uh, there's got to be another alternative for guys that simply have no interest in going to college, right? They don't want to have that Kentucky model and, and all that other kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, big stuff, big stuff. So, I mean, look, injuries are going to play a part all year. These guys at the G League, these guys – you know, they could be shuttle players. And what I mean by that is, you know, your team has a couple devastating injuries. The free agent market isn't what it normally is, haven't been able to work out. None of these guys have been able to showcase themselves in Vegas or anything like that. That's why even the G League doing 12 to 15 games is so important right now. So, yeah, right on, man. Anything else in the breaking news? Literally got that off the phone about KCP, so. No, nothing I can think of. All right. Right on. So, look, let's take it. Let's, let's go back in the way back machine here just a little bit, which may, again, 
feel like forever. We're going to touch on, instead of running through all the transactions of free agency, right, you guys could pull up, you know, our website, courtsideheat.com, and you can get filled in on all of the transactions. Let's really kind of dive into the two best teams that we see right now, as reported at courtsideheat.com, the two best teams of the NBA free agency period. So at number one, who do you got? I got the reign defending champions, the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, on the surface, you may be saying to yourself, the Lakers? Yeah, really, the Lakers. I mean, look, everybody gets all excited about, you know, the 76ers, and, and they're, they're excited about all these different teams. And Look, this wasn't a huge class either. This wasn't – there There hasn't been this, this, this exodus of, you know, star players trying to go to different places. So this was a very sort of um, strategic free agency period. You know, nobody was trying to form a super team. Uh, look, that may come in the way of a hardened trade, you know, going down the road if he is traded. You know, who knows? But let's take a look at some of the things that the Lakers did that were sneaky good. This is why, right, and Josh mentioned Frank Vogel. I mean, look, Frank Vogel and Rob Palenka, Palenka's really done a masterful job in doing what Magic couldn't do, right, uh, that other GMs couldn't do. He's not just putting together a winner. He's building sustainable success. He understands the pieces that he has with Anthony Davis and the other guy. Uh, but what he's doing is he's putting pieces in place, not only for today, to keep that going for today, but moving in the future. So uh, let's talk about two guys. Two, well, yeah, let's talk about two guys that they signed. Not their own guys that they signed, but acquired in free agency. Acquired in free agency, so two would be Dan Schroeder, which was from trade, yeah. and then Montreal Harrell, which was from free agency, which they signed. Yeah, with the clip joint, right? So that was a pretty controversial little signing because it caught the Clippers completely off guard. In fact, there was some bad blood. There was some bad blood that even spilled over into the season with Montrez Harrell and and look, you know, he made the move that was right for him. Clippers seem a little toxic to me. And again, we talked about it, um, you know, prior to the holiday hiatus of the, uh, of the Courtside Heat podcast. I just don't think Ty Lue is that guy, right? Uh, that, that's to say that Doc River or Ty Lue is better coach, uh, motivator, and manager than Doc Rivers. That's silly. Uh, this is still a toxic environment. I think PG 13 has believed his press clippings. And I say all of this to you because I think that's why Montrez Harrell uh, went to the Lakers. You know, he saw Anthony Davis and the other guy, and he's like, wait a minute. You know, we got some stability here. We got a great owner in Jeannie Buss. We got Palenka. We got Frank Vogel. Jason Kidd is still an assistant head coach there who's probably going to be a head coach in, in the league coming up soon. All of that. So, I mean, it's a really big deal. I think that was a good sign by them. And then because, right, who did they replace with uh, Montrez Harrell? They replaced um, Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Where did he go? Uh, he went back. He went to Philly. Yeah, he went to Philly. So I mean, uh, Philly unloaded that massive albatross of a contract in Al Horford. Right, good move from them. Still need a little uh, veteran presence on the inside. Picked up Dwight Howard. Uh, look I, again. I think I think the Lakers were shocked that Howard didn't want to stay. A contract was offered. 
won a championship there. I don't know if he was going to make a few bucks more with Philadelphia or he wanted to play for Doc Rivers. Um, he was an East Coast guy, obviously starting his career in Orlando, doing all that. But Dwight Howard, believe it or not, in the bubbles last year, in the playoffs specifically, was pretty productive. So that was a big coup. I, I think they knew they had Montrez Harrell at that point. That's why they didn't make, but I mean, Dwight Howard even made him look, himself look silly because on Twitter, he's like, I'm back. And then, like, what, two hours later, like, I'm gone, right? So right. whole thing, so. It could explode over. Twitter's going crazy. Reports coming out. He signed back with the Lakers. Even when I was reporting, I'm like, what's happening? You didn't, you went, you said you were going back to Los Angeles. You reported yourself, and you're saying you're going to Philly. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what. So, look, but uh, to me, to me, Montrezl Harrell, right, and they re-signed KCP, right? And so, obviously, he's got a little bit of an ankle issue, but that's not a huge deal by any stretch of the imagination. What I care most about is the trade getting Dennis Schroeder. Why is Schroeder so important? Schroeder is an excellent fit for the Lakers because of his drive to the hoop, his excellent playmaking, and his overall shooting abilities. Because, like honestly, his secondary playmaking is perfect for when LeBron is subbed out of the game temporarily and the offense can still flow I go through Schroeder's passing skills. And generally, it's getting up to quote the ball. The man's on fire when he's able to shoot. Look, yeah, I mean, look, he can create his own shot. So Schroeder's one of those guys that the the offense doesn't have to set up a play for him. You're exactly right. He can shoot from anywhere in the gym. Uh, it feels like his three-point range is ridiculous. He pushes the ball. I mean, 18 points, four assists a game. Uh, you know, Schroeder is, is look – you got Kyle Kuzma, you got KCP, you have Schroeder, you have Anthony Davis, you have the other guy. I mean, so the reality of it is, is the Lakers are set for this year. In fact, I'll go so far as to say is I don't see them doing anything uh, at the trade deadline. I think this is a solid rotation unless something catastrophic happens to uh, to Anthony Davis or the other guy. I don't really see them, um, you know, doing anything, any massive changes because I think the team works. I think the rotation works. It all makes really, really, really good sense. So, who is the number two? Who is the who is the number? Josh as the insider guru. Who is the number two team uh, that you saw? Number two team was the Boston Celtics. Yeah, Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge and and, and in fact, as I, I was, I'm looking at the the show notes. You missed something pretty uh, pretty important here. So go ahead. So. Let's talk about, first of all, who they re-signed and who they pick up. Let's start there. Okay, so who they re-signed was huge. was Jason Tatum coming off that Supermax rookie contract. And then you have then you have who they acquired through free agency and whatnot would have been Jeff Teague and Tristan Thomas. Tristan Thompson. Thomas. Thompson. 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 Tristan Thompson. Thompson, who's, Thompson. Who's really just better known for, you know, going out with, uh, you know, the Kardashians. But anyway. Yeah, Tristan Thompson, right? One of uh, that guy uh, that plays for the Lakers, uh, one of his buddies, right? It's kind of surprised he didn't uh, actually end up out in L.A. Look, he's a body. He's a body in the right environment. He's a veteran, right? And so, uh, look, this is about getting Kemba and Jason Tatum to the playoffs healthy i would have loved to have seen what boston could have done healthy and i understand that's the nature of the beast 
And so, like, look, Jason Tatum is an absolute stud. He gets absolutely positively overlooked in every sense of the word, but he's an absolute stud. You, you, I mean, your team is look, and you got. Um, in fact, you just sold the Marcus Smart card, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was on Courtside Heat dot store. We sold a sweet Marcus Smart card uh, on Macari, which was awesome. But you got Marcus Smart, you got Jeff Teague, you got Jason Tatum, you got Kemba Walker, you got things happening. I'm going to tell you a sneaky one before you get into all these other ones. So Hayward signed a four-year, $120 million with contract with the Hornets as a part of an eventual sign-and-trade with the Celtics, which landed Ainge a trade exception for $27.9 million, the large largest trade exception in history. So people were losing their mind on the old Twitter machine that they were letting Hayward go for nothing. That trade exception and that $27.9 million is a massive win for the Boston Celtics. Not only did they save $32 million in actual not having to pay him this year, right? But getting that trade exception, proving once again that Danny Ainge... Probably the best GM in NBA basketball, um, you know, going back to the big three and when he fleeced uh, the Russian owner of the Nets and, and just got a bazillion first-round draft picks and everything else. So that's a big deal. I know we didn't have it on there, uh, but huge, huge deal. So, look, even though many of the names on the list aren't huge, right, it ha- they have a ton of potential. So, first of all, the Celtics have upgraded tremendously at center. How'd they do that? Yeah, okay, so that's where Tristan Thompson comes in. Yeah. Because Enes Cantor, however you say his name. Enes Cantor. Enes Cantor. Enes Cantor. Enes Cantor. Come on. Cantor. So Cantor was not really doing anything. He was very inconsistent. His uh, His production level was very low, and his averages were okay. Not what the Celtics needed. He could go on for a game, he was going to go off for a game, right? But what Thompson is, he's a paint-stopping, gap-filling, rebound machine. Just this past season only, he's gone a double-double per game, 12 points and 10 rebounds. That is perfect for your center to come in, fill the gap, get rebounds, and help on both sides of the court. Yeah, I mean, look, like what you said, Tristan Thompson is a paint-stopping, gap-filling, rebounding machine, and that's perfect. Right, this past season with with the Cavaliers, still put up a double double, twelve and ten. That's a huge deal. Look, the Celtics have never been the same. The one mistake that Danny Ainge met was letting Al Horford go. He did all the things that you need a veteran, an inside guy to do to win NBA titles. I'm telling you, if you ask any Celtics fan out there, if they could have a redo or a get-back, right, it's Al Horford, and it's not even close. Tristan Thompson, look, it's not Al Horford, but he's he's an upgrade over Enos Cantor, and I don't think think anybody can can, uh, dispute that for a second. Tell us why Jeff Teague is so important. Okay, so first of all, Jeff Teague, um, I don't think it's a player that everyone was expecting to be with the Celtics, to be one of the Celtics' top players get 
uh, get signed, get a contract with, but he does add value to their bench and secondary unit. As, as well, even though as the Celtics let go of uh, Brad Wanamaker and secured a contract with T, he becomes their backup point guard. And it's right behind Kemba. Which is huge. Yeah, you need to have that. So that means even though he subbed out, you have this veteran, you have this great mind on the court for the secondary unit. He'll be able to score perfectly. And when Kemba comes back in, the, the flow will not be disrupted. That's it, what you need. It's all about minute distribution for Kemba. It's all about keeping Kemba Walker healthy to the playoffs. This is about game management for Kemba. This is a huge deal. Look, last but but not least, to me, an all I mean, all pro, all star, no brainer. Once again, proving Danny Ainge is, is smarter than most GMs. Jason Tatum, right now, you may say, you know. Right, Tatum has been locked into his rookie max contract with Boston, and I mean, look, I mean that's a no-brainer. But look, it's it's key because that is the present. He's been the recent past, and he's going to be the future for the Boston Celtics. No matter what pieces change in Boston, no matter the pieces, it's always going to be Jason Tatum. Even in a down year for Tatum, now I want you to consider this. This is a down year for Tatum last year. He still put up 23-7-3. Come on. That's a down year for Jason Tatum. He was basically non-existent in the playoffs. Look, you got to give everybody a pass. I mean, you know, kudos to AD and the other guy for the Lakers in winning the NBA title. But last year was weird. It was stop and start. I mean, look, who was the best team in the bubble uh, on, on the race to the playoffs? The Suns. Nobody wanted the Suns to make the playoffs last year because I think it would have been scorched earth syndrome at that point. They didn't, and that's okay, right? Starting out of the block pretty well this year, I might add. Uh, probably a team that will evaluate during the course of the season. But, again, you could talk about anyone, any place. You can talk about Al Horford. You can talk about Kendall Walker. You could talk about you know Kyrie Irving. And none of those things matter, right? What has mattered to the Celtics the most, without question, is Jason Tatum. And he will be there for a minimum of another five years. So look, sound off on us, right? You're catching us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud.com. You can find us on SoundCloud. If you're like, oh, I, I don't normally, you know, I just caught a glimpse of this on social media. Where can SoundCloud, right? Sound off. Come to our Twitter. Come to our Facebook. Come to Instagram. You disagree with uh, the two top teams in free agency? Let us know. Well, you've got guts. I don't think you have any guts. If you had some guts, challenge us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. If you got two better teams, let us know. But I don't think there's any disputing who the worst team in all of professional basketball is. And uh, it's, no, it's, no, <laughs> it's no surprise that they signed some of the worst free agents that you can possibly sign. The worst team of the NBA free agency period was... I hate to say their name. was the Pistons. They they make me angry. They, I don't even know what their thought process was. Man, yeah, this is tough. This one's tough, but go ahead. Sorry. I. It was more than disappointing. It's okay if you get one center, two centers, but not when you get signed four players and three out of four of them are centers. They're not good centers. Why would you give a contract to Mason Palmer for three years, $25 million? 
Well, it's kind of the going rate in the NBA right now for somebody of Mason Plumley skill set, but I don't disagree with you. I mean, the the Pistons made odd, disappointing, and enraging moves in free agency, right? Mason Plumley, Tony Bradley, Jaleel Okafor, right? Another Duke bust. Uh, Jeremy Grant, right? Three out of the four of those players were centers. So uh, check this out. So Plumley, Bradley, and Okafor, all centers who can't create a shot, right? So we're not talking about Dirk Nowitzki type of players, right? Seven-footers. Heck, we're not even talking about Joel Embiid type players. If Mason Plumley is more than three feet from the basket and tries to shoot, they should fine him $1 million every time <laughs> that he does it, right? Mason Plumley, another, you know, uh, Duke waste. Um, Plumley averaged seven points, five boards a game, making over $8 million a year. Not a bad living if you can get it. Bradley is averaging four points and four boards a game. And Jaleel Okafor, I'm going to be totally honest with you, what did he average? Eight points, four guys, four games. I didn't even know the dude was still in the NBA. He is, in fact, we should do an expose on courtsideheat.com about what could have been with Jaleel Okafor. He was supposed to be the guy, and Giannis was supposed to be his supporting staff. Think about that for a second. So, crazy stuff, man. I mean, look, all three of these centers, not good. Right? Fill in the lane. Uh, rebounds, not being physical enough. No averages on either side of the ball. But let's talk about your boy, Jeremy Grant. What was he picked? I hate this contract more than anything. He received three years, $60 million contract for a career average of nine points, three rebounds, and one assist. Per game. A lot of people see a lot of upside in Jeremy Grant. Look, kudos to Jeremy Grant and all these guys for getting paid. You get whatever the market is willing to give you and then try to get as much as that you possibly can. This is up to NBA owners and, and GMs. And, you know, look around social media. There's a lot of people already fed up with uh, the rebuilding process because you can see by these free agent acquisitions uh, that D Detroit, look, they've never recovered from the debacle that was Stan Van Gundy. He has set this franchise back 10 to 15 years because he's a worthless piece of trash. And he's going to ruin the New Orleans Pelicans. And I hope every single Pelican player rues the day that he ever walked into the room. That ownership took over this man. He's a sheep's and wolf's clothing. Look what he left behind. It's like somebody, somebody planted Stan Van Gundy in there to ruin that entire franchise. Right? I mean, it's just, it's just so bad. But... Yeah, I mean, you're right, man. I mean, look, three years, $60 million, $20 million a year, nine points, three boards, one assist. You know, look, it's you're paying for potential. You're hoping. Will he develop on that squad? I don't know. He's been averaging 20 to 25 minutes a game to get those nine points, three boards, right? I mean, it's tough. This was a bad year, and I, if I, I'm, I'm thinking with the Pistons, I, you almost would have been better off not investing in those free agents. So... Look, sometimes it's better not to spend money. So that's the worst. Again, sound off. If you think that your team was more horrifying than the Pistons, of course, I think everybody in New Orleans probably feels that they got the worst end of the deal because they got that piece of human vegematic garbage, Stan Van Gundy. Sound off. Is your team in worse shape now after the NBA free agency going in? So now you have this little bit of a sample size. You've seen 
the payoff of of the free agents that your team signed? Are they worse than the Pistons? You know, let us know in the comment sections on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You know, before we jump into the next thing, big boy, you know, and, and our rails against the Detroit Pistons, which are totally justified, just so you know, Jeremy Grant is averaging what so far this season? 23 points. 23 points. That's why he was an up-and-comer and people were bidding for his services. Tell you what. We should probably have a Jeremy Grant tracker on the website. Let's see how this guy does all year. 23 points is nothing to sneeze at. I know the NBA season's early on. You say he's going to fall off. I say he's probably going to end at like 18.9 points for the season. And for $20 million a year, that's the going rate. We shall see. There we go. Final thoughts as we wrap up the very first podcast of 20. 21, courtsideheat.com slash store, courtsideheat.store. Josh, what do you got for us? I really do believe my heart my soul, whatever it would be, I believe Stan Van Gundy wanted the Pistons to do this. Like, he gave information for him. Like, the, like the Pistons went all out, Stan Van Gundy. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. A demand commission provided, owners should be given up, all those players should be released. You wasted so much money. Fine. Grant can stay. I might be wrong with him. But throughout the forest centers. That's bad. That's really bad. I feel bad for Blake Griffin. Griffin should not be a part of this. He should have been something. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that Blake Griffin is all that what people think that he was in the Clippers. I think he was a product of of the offense that, that they ran out there. I think uh, Doc Rivers did the right thing by unloading that massive contract but look be that as it may this is going to be a really interesting season we've already seen um was it milwaukee women who uh was it dallas versus milwaukee where milwaukee won by 50 no it was um mavericks and clippers and mavs won by oh that's 50. right the mavs won by 50 look mavs sneaky good phoenix sneaky good right what are the nets going to be not today not tomorrow two months from now what is steve nash as a coach right amari stoudemire big acquisition right i think he was a good assistant coach we'll see what amari brings to the table right you obviously got the clippers uh are they going to implode are they gonna, i mean it's just again Ty Lu just doesn't seem like that guy to me there are a lot of really interesting rumblings and by the way uh, they're talking about NBA expansion and possibly Seattle. So there's a lot of interesting things happening right now. This season is going to be awesome. we got special features for you coming up in our next podcast. We're going to have it as a surprise. But again, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, join, listen, give us a thumbs up. Give us a little feedback. Let us know. Share it. Love it. Jump on over to iTunes, iTunes.com. Do courtside heat as one word. Is it one word or three? I think it's one word. Yeah, one word. Do it as one word as a search on iTunes. For you Android users, Google Play, courtside heat. It's awesome. As always, find us everywhere on social media. You're raising your hand. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're raising your hand like the people can see you. But go ahead. All I just want to say. Yes. The Knicks. Yes. They beat the box. Of course. Uh, like, well, why would you be able to beat the box? That's also what I wanted to say. Listen, Tom Thibodeau, he's a real deal coach. He's a real deal coach, but you had Giannis still playing. Who cares? It's one, the box should have won. Uh, listen, the Knicks, you, you've had rage against the Knicks for years. 
They're up and coming. I like what they're doing. I think they're building the right way. They're going to be a team that we're going to be tracking this year. You just like going off on the Knicks, or and I, I, I respect that. Look, there's a lot of really cool storylines, like everything else, like in our breaking news. Injuries is going to play a huge, huge, huge role. And I'll tell you who's been sleepy so far this year. Let me lay it on you. Donovan Mitchell. It's been a real quiet start to the season. I am super stoked to find out what's happening with him, what's happening with Utah in general. They signed Rudy Gobert to a mat. Listen, the Utah Jazz could have been in that, you know, worst free agent signings because Rudy Gobert was not worth all that money. So, look, again, sound off on social media. We want to hear about it. And until next time, you know where to find us, Instagram.com forward slash CourtsideHeatNBA, Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat, Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat. We're on Medium. We're on Parlor. We're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. We are everywhere. I don't know how all this work gets done and everything gets uploaded, but we love when you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. I am Jason. He is Joshua. And we are going to see you next time on Courtside Heat, the podcast. Until then, make it a great day, everyone.